What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Formula America podcast. We're your host, Curtin Dillon. And finally, Formula One fans, lovers can rejoice and come out from their hibernation because we have testing taking place this week. Actually, we're recording this February 19th, Monday. Testing starts in two days on the 21st. And so we get three days of that. Um, here, if you're on the East Coast, it's going to be zero or two o'clock in the morning to 11 in the morning. Uh, I assume you're going to watch it all live. Oh, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to sit there and watch all nine hours each day. <laughs> as as we should as a professional <laughs> podcast. When, meanwhile, most of it, you're sitting there watching cars just sit in the garage, not doing anything. Yeah, with screens up so you can't see what they're doing. I'm really excited. I, I've got a couple cars that I want to see what happens. Um, I think the big one for me is this Red Bull. <laughs> this RV20, man. I, it's... I'm super excited. There's been a ton coming out about all the new cars. Um, a lot more came out of Haas's uh, release car was apparently not not totally honest, and they did a shakedown lap over at Silverstone with everyone else, and it was quite a bit different um, <laughs> than what they released. There, there's been a lot of that going on. Mercedes is having gags on on the car to mess with people, like extra suspension arms on the front. Um, <laughs> It's definitely kind of all a big sham, and uh, and so I'm really excited to have the real cars come out and actually for see sure. them. That's how I feel about this Red Bull. So on Friday we had the or Thursday of last week, one of those we had the Red Bull launch uh, and the reveal of that, which was, you know, every pretty anticipate everybody was anticipating this one because was Christian Horner going to be there? Yeah, you know what was going to go on. Christian Horner was there. He seemed a little off, which I could imagine, a little distracted. Um. But man, once they pulled the cover off of that car, I don't understand. I think that I have two theories. Here's my two theories. Either they are completely trolling all of the other teams and are like, hey, we're going to take these cues from the W14, W14 or yeah, the W13 and W14 with the zero pod design and those high shoulders. And we're just going to scare everybody, shake it up a little bit, yeah. which if they're doing that, kudos on them. But what I think is probably more plausible is Adrian Newey is on some dark magic house of Slytherin. Like, this guy is a wizard. <laughs> and he was looking at that Mercedes over the couple of years and was like, you know what? I can make it work. Yeah. And so everything that they... Because you look at it, and the first thing I noticed was those high shoulders. Yeah, and you, it's hard I think, to were telling me. Yeah, and I think you're the one that told me, like, oh, it's just like the Mercedes. And I went back and looked at the old Mercedes, and sure enough, it had those. Um, but then also, you're also like, where's the air inlets? And so I'm looking back at it, and you're right. I don't see them. Somebody showed a, another picture from, I think, Checo posted where it looked like a tiny little vertical slit. And to me, if he went back, if he looked at that car, that Mercedes, and was like, I can make that work. And then while everybody else is trying to copy Red Bull, and now Adrian Newey and Red Bull drops this Uno reverse card on everybody <laughs> and goes right back to the zero pod design. If he can make that successful, then this man is an absolute legend. It'll be interesting. Like I saw a post that was like, e either way, it's it's a win. Like if you take it back to the zero pods uh, style and make it work, what a slap to Mercedes. If you don't go that route and you continue to beat everyone, it's still like it's still a slap to Mercedes because they couldn't make it work either. And now they're having to copy Red Bulls. So either way, everyone's chasing Red Bulls tail and they win. 
AJ Newey's just been killing it for so long. And to see the other people try to make a, a, an innovative design, but then fail and then follow Adrian Newey. And now if he's just going right back to their design, I think that's master level trollery at its oh, finest. Completely. Uh, I have to say, though, I loved the way the RB19 looked like I thought it was just a sexy car. And I think that Mercedes and Ferrari have like amped that that Ferrari is gorgeous. And the Mercedes isn't far behind it. When I saw the new Red Bull with the crazy high shoulders and everything, I was like, it's not as good looking as the RB19 kind of. Yeah, yeah, it is. And that's the same thing I thought, too. It reminds me of a few years ago when they had that weird fin right behind the airbox going back towards the wing and it just yeah. looked kind of funky. That's almost what it looked like. But yeah, you're right. Those like the Ferraris, that's probably one of my favorite top two or top three for this year as far as looks goes. So and now far, Mercedes yeah. is up there too. I, I love the color scheme they did on the Mercedes. And I, it's definitely like a, uh, uh, a, a transition from last year. Um, I'm, it might be fast. I don't know. They also, one of the big things with it, and I didn't realize this, um, was they moved the cockpit back a good bit, which is one of Hamilton's biggest complaints about the W14 was that the cockpit sat too far forward and he hated it. And so they moved it back for him. So yeah. Like this is, this is like a new car that Mercedes is coming out with. So I'm, I'm kind of excited. I'm, I'm hoping that he gets a strong car where he can go out on a high and he's not just getting beat down and like, Oh, I can't wait to get to Ferrari. Um, that would be nice. But yeah, I do agree. I think that's a very good looking car that Mercedes. I, I like the livery on it. I like the yeah. way they did the silver on the top and the black on the sides. I saw a picture. Of, I think George Russell coming out of the garage. It looked beautiful from the yeah. front. It's a really good looking car. It is. I like those uh, side pod inlets. That Ferrari is gorgeous. And I've not historically been the biggest. Like the Ferrari kid to me has kind of been like the Aston Martin where it's pretty good looking, but nothing stellar. This one, like watching it go around the track, I was like, damn, that's a good yeah. looking car. I'm so um, pumped for this season. It's going to be so cool to see where everything shakes out. I hope everybody's super close. I hope it's not like, you know, Red Bull just dominating everybody again, but we're about to find out. We're going to find out. So we'll, and we'll see if they have Christian Horner at the head of it. Yeah, that's a, a still a huge thing. And, you know, there's been a few small updates on that. But there's something I've been noticing that I think is pretty interesting on this whole Christian Horner situation. And that is that when the Lewis Hamilton news came out, where Lewis was going to be going to Ferrari, mm -hmm. there was a lot of podcasts and other like YouTube channels and stuff that immediately put out a story or a, a podcast on it or an episode. Um, I know... You know, one in particular, they had their story out. I think it was like six hours before the official mm -hmm. statements came out. And they were talking about it like it was fact. You know, and I know you and I sat and we're like, oh, we're going to wait until we get the official statement just in case. And so it's like all these people were jumping at it. They were chomping at the bit to get the story out. I haven't seen any podcast or I mean, there's been a few YouTube videos, but not many people have been talking about the whole Christian Horner thing, which is interesting to me that everybody's so quick to jump on the Lewis Hamilton before it was even uh, official, but nobody's really talking about this, which even the FIA came out and released a, their official statement was basically we're officially not saying shit. Yeah. Um, like I, I was reading it earlier. It, it, they basically just said uh, in, in relation to the independent investigation currently being undertaken by Red Bull, the FIA reiterates that until such time as the investigation has concluded and the outcome is known, we will not be commenting further. Yeah, so like, we're not saying anything. 
We ain't saying anything. It is this has been top level secrecy of investigation, probably I, since <laughs> Ferrari had their power units uh looked at by the FIA. <laughs> I, I almost feel like we're gonna have some like I'm expecting a knock in the middle of the night where some like British dudes in a black leather coats like threatening to break our <laughs> kneecaps for talking about it. I feel like we weren't invited to the club where they're like, hey, we're not gonna say anything. But so there was very few updates, but last week there was a publication called D Telegraph, uh, which is basically the Dutch version of the Telegraph, um, who is also the publication that initially dropped the story um, or broke the story about Christian Horner being under investigation. Yeah, they're also the one that said that uh, they were claiming that Checo crashed on purpose in Monaco to block Max. It's a Dutch publication, so you know, yeah. take it for what you will. Uh, but last week they came out and said that. Uh, there was actually text messages that have been uh, released or been found between Christian Horner and this female staffer. There was something going on for a prolonged period of time that it potentially was sexual in nature and that there was a basically hush money that was offered to her in the form of like 650,000 pounds, which is a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and then that story just kind of disappeared again. Yep. It's so weird. It's like these things will drop and then it'll just disappear. And it's like, what's going on? There's a lot of back and forth with it. Um, I think that this one has a little bit more traction than uh, what was it? F1 business releasing about Toto Wolf's uh, pillow talk. Oh, God. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I've seen back and forth that this is sexual nature, that this isn't. He's just being an asshole or who knows? I'm I'm pretty... I don't think that we're ever going to get the full story. I think that he's either going to be fired and it's going to be, you know, oh, we decided to let him go or he, you know, chose to resign. Yeah. Um, or they're going to be like, oh, nothing was found, nothing to worry about. And that's it. I don't think we're yeah. ever going to get the full story. Yeah, for sure. There's, there's not going to be much closure on our end for this. Um, but I know that, you know, Ford released their statement that they're waiting to see what happens. And also, uh, I think Red Bull had said something along the lines of they want to get this matter over quickly, which makes sense. You don't want to go into the season with all this, but I guess we'll see. We'll keep watching and see what happens with that. But with testing coming up, man, some of these cars have some pretty interesting and innovative uh, technical updates. What do we know about these? Um, not a whole lot, a lot of speculation, but also a lot of, a lot of really interesting stuff. Um, so we know the, the Mercedes is like a huge leap forward in innovation. Their front wing is completely different. And if you actually look at it, the way that the topmost fins uh, taper down towards the center of the car is like a, a whole thing that they are. A lot of people are speculating the FIA is going to nix. Um, they've got completely different inlets. They've got, you know, they still maintain their push rod, front suspension, pull rod, rear suspension suspension um but this is like a brand new car um and the same thing for the ferrari the ferrari is is completely uh redone i think that the sf24 is beautiful uh they did such a good job those side pods everybody except for mercedes and apparently red bull has been copying the old school red bull of that on their side pod inlets they have that lower lip protruding that's been a whole lot more popular across the grid to include from ferrari uh we've got all new front front wings um which can change so often i don't want to look into those too much just because it, it, that's easy to swap out 
but a lot of stuff's been going around about push rod versus pull rod front suspensions and rear suspensions being changed up. A lot of people have actually gone away from the aerodynamic mirrors and gone to just regular mirrors. You know, for a little while there last year, they had the giant mirrors come out, which looked kind of funny compared to the other ones. And people were putting wings and stuff on it to help with the aerodynamics. Everybody's basically gotten rid of that this year. Um, there's tons of interesting innovations, a lot of which they are copying the RB19 for probably yeah. very obvious reasons. Um, if you can't beat them, join them. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, article came out today about Haas and basically saying that the VF24 is the VF23 with a couple of very small updates. Apparently, that huge upgrade package they brought to Austin was a ton of their development time and completely failed. And so over the off season, they had used up a lot of their resources. And so there's not a huge leap forward and they're already kind of coming out being like, yeah, don't expect much. It's not good. <laughs> what? Just sell the team already. Just Man. let somebody else get on the Give grid it to that actually cares. <laughs> like, it's like, I feel like Haas is the Formula One team equivalent of the guy that wears pajamas all day and just doesn't care, like goes to the store wearing his pajamas, just as giving up on life. I like the, someone uh, posted, every, have you ever heard that? I wish that in the Olympics, they'd put a normal person in there so we could actually see how much faster everybody, <laughs> yeah. you know, the yeah, Olympic for- <laughs> athletes are. That's what Haas is. They're just the normal <laughs> dude in the Olympics. <laughs> they're for comparison of everyone else. <laughs> uh, they're for everybody else that sits back and is like, man, put me in that car. I can do that. <laughs> like, well, that's Haas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I don't know. It, it's hard. You can't let, read too much into the launches. That's what we all say. I was amazed at how many cars came out not being just last year's car with a few tweaks. Like, I think that we got to see a lot of 2024 cars that are going to change slightly um, come testing. But I'm super excited for testing to start, see the real cars roll out. They're going to be covered in all that green and orange paint to see how the aerodynamics are. And it, it's... You know, watching the highlights of it's always super fun. I'm sure Leclerc will put it into a wall at some point as well. Um, maybe on a formation lap or something. Outlap. All right. So with everything that we've seen so far, I know we haven't seen anybody on track, but just from what we've seen and the vibes of the team, who are you putting your money on for this year? Well, I mean, Constructor is going to be Red Bull. <laughs> um, but if we're going for everybody else, just looking at what I have seen, I would go with Ferrari. Um, Mercedes is a is I hesitate to say a brand new car, but damn near a brand new car. Like I, I don't see that being a huge leap forward. I see that being a, a reordering of the foundation of the car that has a lot of upward growth. Um, the Ferrari looks like a big leap forward in evolution that mimics a lot of the RB19. Um, if Ferrari can get their tire management under control, that's going to be a, a wicked fast car. Um, I don't know. McLaren. McLaren is also kind of a big iteration forward. Uh, the Alpine's brand spanking new. There's not much yeah. same on that car. That's going to do nothing. Uh, I, I, Ferrari after Red Bull is, I think, what yeah. I'm feeling. Uh, I would agree. I think Ferrari is one of the more exciting prospects for me for this year. As much as you know, I'm hoping that McLaren is fast, but I think that Ferrari has a huge uh, potential, like you said, to be the best of the rest. 
Yeah, I completely agree. And now, and we've also got Carlos Sainz over there disobeying every team order possible, I'm sure. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just I on principle wait. at this point. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, you want to get rid of me? Okay. Uh, box, box? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, Car- Carlos, you need new tires. Nope. Uh-uh. Nope. No, I do not. <laughs> I do not agree, Ricky. What what tires is is Leclerc on? I want other ones. <laughs> um, yeah, that should be entertaining. I don't know. I'm I'm super excited for testing. Um, so on testing, let's talk a little bit about that, if you don't mind. Testing is in Bahrain at the Secure Sec Sec here circuit, which is is a pretty long circuit, five and a half kilometers. Uh, Pedro de la Rosa holds the record there at a minute and 31 seconds. I don't think we're going to see anywhere near that amount of time, but um, it, it's, it's hot. It's the desert. It's dry. Um, it's got a good mixture of real slow corners, medium and fast speed corners, you got long straightaways. I think that we should be able to get a lot of, uh, of good testing out of this. I think that it's going to create as per usual, um a lot of of speculation while all of the cars are sandbagging um and it's going to be really hard to tell i always like listening to sam collins though because he's got such a good eye for the way the cars squat the way the cars kind of move and and he's usually able to say hey this looks pretty fast in the in the corners or yeah "Eh, it looked really uneasy um, one of the big things that Mercedes talked about is they redid their whole rear end. They switched it to, I believe, a pull rod suspension. It was a push rod because of how nasty and unpredictable the rear end was last year. They redid that whole thing. So it'll be fun to see it go around some of these corners because they're going to have to push it a little bit to make sure it works and, and how settled and planted it looks. So you're going to kind of have to not pay attention to scoreboards and the, and the track charts and who finished where. And I think that, if you know, Tune in to us. I'll do all the research on the tech stuff yeah. and we'll let you know what we think. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting because like you don't really get too many full all out push laps, but you'll get push sectors and you can kind of, you know, be like put this sector with this sector from this other lap and kind of figure out what, you know, an all an all out push lap might be. But yeah, it's always interesting. Everybody's always got their games. Everybody's always behind their black curtains and they're they're sandbagging here and you never know the fuel loads and all that, but it's just part of the whole Formula One game, and I love it. I do, too. I- I'm so excited for all the highlights. I mean, I'm going to watch it all live, of course. Um, I'll have many notes. Uh, but, yeah, a couple of days. A yeah. couple of days. And also, don't forget, February 23rd, which is this Friday, Drive to Survive comes out on oh, Netflix. Yay. So get that little primer for the, uh, for the season. I don't know. I don't know why you're not a bigger drive to survive fan. I love that show. Maybe you'll get pure drama and it's awesome. (laughs) Next (laughs) season. It's just all of the drama. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, I think that's uh, all for this one. So if you like this podcast, make sure you leave us a rating and a review. And uh, on that note, stay classy America. We'll see you next time.